Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast. Today I'm joined by Agatello FI, otherwise known as Andrew. How are you doing, mate? I'm okay, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's very warm, isn't it? I've just had to shut a window because someone's bloody cutting a tree outside my my flat. So uh, I'm sweating indoors, but I'm doing this for the good of the, the audio quality. Yeah, me too. I'm sweating away with my headset on and uh, no air conditioning in sight. Not the best time to not have air conditioning, is it? But uh, Agatella, tell me about your um, kind of football index journey, how long you've been on, like, you know, just give me give me the general gist of things. Can I just start off by saying that I'm uh, just recovering from man flu, hence why I'm a bit nasal on the voice. And uh, <laughs> so if, if I come out of anything that's clever, obviously I'm a guru. If I start talking shit, it's because I've... Uh, I'm under the weather. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll get those excuses out the way early. Get them in early, yeah. Yeah, so basically, um, it started off with um, kind of like uh, dream team involvement, really. We managed to kind of um, make a decent bit of money from a well-known um, dream team company out there. And a mate of mine said, uh, tell you what you'd be pretty good at. Have you ever heard of Football Index? This is back like last summer. So I was kind of like, nope, never heard of it. So I had a quick look into it. First of all, kind of like, wow, this is brilliant. You know, I've never seen anything like this before. Um, so as with probably most people, you think I know all about football, know all about business, been wheeling and dealing, fingers in pies and all that kind of jazz. So uh, I said about it, you know, and, and I was trying to, you know, initially try and make a bit of money on the short game and, you know, players fly up and fly down and I've been losing money and I'm like Jesus man why is that you know and I think like most newbies out there you think that doesn't make sense you know this guy's you know he's playing well he's doing this he's doing that but you know he's not his price isn't like flying up like it should be um so then obviously you have to dig deeper and stuff and start understanding it rather than just walk away from it you know um so that was back last summer uh I just caught the end of the the transfer uh, volatility so uh, that was interesting and I'm glad I did really because it obviously gives you keeps you in good stead moving forwards um, so and then what really kind of caught my eye was the the, the frantic Fridays when when uh, the IPO started off at 25p and uh, trying to get on an, in on that act to begin with um, as I'm sure you've been there yourself uh, yeah I think everyone who's been around the block and who's been around long enough on football index remembers those fondly or, or not so fondly sometimes you'd you'd be you know hovering with your thumb over the the buy button at 25p or whatever it was and then you'd be buying a quid some days and some days you might be getting on the lower and it was just yeah as you as you quite rightly described it quite frantic wasn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so basically that kind of like i kind of like really started kind of getting uh, almost kind of like uh, addicted to that you know bone between my teeth was like you know how can i get quicker how can i you know stop, stop getting stung on these on these purchases because there's decent money to be made if you can do it so obviously like most people and rather than some people who cry about it start stamping their feet and want a new system and saying it's unfair and all that kind of stuff i kind of like you know really work my socks off at trying to um get good at it you know um and at the same time whilst i was kind of doing that i was obviously researching these ipo players and stuff and trying to work out where i thought their value should be uh which led to me kind of um having a look on the forums um where i first started asking questions about what i should be doing etc um and then that's kind of uh i thought well no one's actually previewing these ipos and giving an honest overview of you know what the value should be what the pros and cons of these different players were 
Um, so that kind of like, you know, uh, led me to do the previews and it. And before I knew it, I had a kind of bit of a small following going on in the forum, early doors. But how did you value those IPOs? How, how did you make a, an assessment on, on these players? And perhaps I'm, I'm assuming that some of these players you didn't really know all that much about, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Spurs fan for my sins. And you kind of think, you know, world football and stuff. But let's face it, you know, it's impossible. You, we're not, you know, global scouts for these clubs. Um, so. You know, it's kind of like, who the hell is this guy? You know, so you start having to kind of have a, have a quick look around and stuff, and then it's doing a, little, a bit of the legwork for people, which people appreciate. Uh, from my perspective, it's not massive rocket science. I kind of first thing I go to is who scored.com. That is kind of like, you know, that's uh, you know, an encyclopedia of st- you know, statistics and all the kind of the history of a lot of these players, providing they're old enough. Um, so basically, I jump on that. I kind of have a look. Um, I don't just look at one particular season, especially it's difficult to do when it's, the season just began as well. Uh, have a look at their historical data. Um, obviously, for PB value, they need to score goals because obviously the G, GWG is very pivotal on uh, football index. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of try and try and have a gauge there. I know that a few people are aware that I've, I'm pretty anal when it comes to my defenders. <laughs> um, and, and I like them to be bagging up at least one in 12, one in one in 15 minimum. And if you get a defender that's scoring in one, you know, greater than one in 10, you know, you know, they're pretty safe that they're going to be bagging four to five goals a season, which gives them a great chance of winning some dividends and obviously the capital appreciation on from that really. Um, so mm. yeah, who's, who scored is a, is obviously the first place I go to whilst I'm on there. Uh, I, I compare them against their colleagues. So for example, you take in, um, take Spurs, for example, and you kind of analyze in, um, Ericsson, you have a look and bring them all up in the one table and you can sort it via average passes per game or crosses and all that kind of stuff. So then you can kind of work out where they're at really. Um, so not only the goals, um, you're looking at kind of how many average passes they get on, you know, in the game and stuff, obviously with different, uh, teams and stuff, it's, uh, like Man City, their defenders get on the ball a lot more, they get more clean sheets and obviously, you know, they kind of more win bonuses and stuff. So that's all in their favor. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's a good starting point. Um, obviously you need to benchmark these players as well against, um, and that happens quite, you know, it's quite useful with the IPO because, taking a player who's coming on for Hoffenheim, for example, and you've never seen Hoffenheim play. And you basically, <laughs> and you're kind of like looking at, oh, he's this guy then. So you're, it could be Serge Nabry that's come on. Does he play for Hoffenheim now? Uh, he's back at Bayern Munich, I think now. Oh, is he? Has he gone back there, is he? Okay, yeah. so you take him, for example, and you look at how many goals he scored in his average passes and where he sits within his team, if you know what I mean. So then mm. you try and gauge whether he's got any chances of winning any PB. And if he's a goal scorer, obviously there's a good chance of that game-winning goal. Um, so that's the first starting place I, I, I go to, uh, then, uh, good old Google, um, and that, which is perfect for transfer rumors, obviously, you know, um, so if there's anything that's current within the current transfer window or say like since January, you can kind of gauge, you know, what, who's interested in them, um, which is perfect when you're looking at some of these unknowns from South America. Take the Lucas Paqueta, and he looks quite. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a lot of potential. I've never seen him play. Never heard of him before he IPO'd. But yeah, um, that's a perfect example there, really. Um, then obviously, if you get some of these uh, players where there's, you know, they, they've been playing in some random league somewhere, and uh, there's no data on them, who scored hasn't got anything on them. So then your only real um, way of doing it is having a good look on Wikipedia, really. 
<laughs> that, that you you must be really scraping the barrel if you're if you're looking at um if you're looking that deep in for for, for player info. But that that must have happened to you a, a few times during the World Cup, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're looking at something. I mean, it was crazy because people early doors just before the World Cup kicked off, people were buying absolutely anything. You know, Saudi Arabian left backs and stuff like you know, it's crazy. <laughs> I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting this, you know. It really did hike the prices up before the first kickoff, that's for sure. Um yeah. some some people asked that you know, when you've asked there what topics topics do people want to talk about and uh you know, some of them which of your tips turned out to be pretty good and which ones Yeah, I am really, really interested to to see which ones did do really well. That's a question from uh bl underscore fi i think from from twitter so cheers for, for putting that question and he, he said with the tor- tournament almost done did any of the world cup ipo tips turn out especially well or badly all right we'll, we'll focus on the bad ones <laughs> so <laughs> alexi muranchuk uh i'm not sure how you pronounce it the russian guy i mean he didn't even get on mm, yeah he's statistically he looked brilliant he's like he's young and he's on the way up and stuff i thought oh, this guy's got to fly and I think he did an IPO, which is great. You know, that's what the kind of tips are there for to help people realize who's who's going to rapidly rise and who isn't. Um, and then basically, I was hoping that kept hold of him. I opened for a good World Cup, and just nothing happened. Um, I got Marcus Acuna and Tagliafico the wrong way around. I kind of like said that Acuna was the man to go for. Kind of ignore Tagliafico because he's uh, just joined Ajax, and there's no kind of an imminent future transfer activity with him. But uh, when it comes to the World Cup. Uh, it was Tagliafico that kind of got the starting role and Akuna did nothing. Um, then there was El Carby, the Moroccan guy. I was uh, I was rubbing my hands on him. I thought I'd find a hidden gem. <laughs> I think he started off with 30p. His goal scoring record for Morocco was absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, you know, he's scoring overhead kicks and headers on YouTube. And I thought this guy is brilliant. He had links to Atletico Madrid in January. I was waxing lyrical about this guy. Um, and true to form, I think he was, uh, he got a starting berth and he it's probably shot up to 90 P I think. And then stupidly, I didn't get off at that stage. <laughs> I kept him all on to him too long. So, uh, so that he was a kind of a success and a failure at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I suppose because the world cup did have so many shocks, whether it be Spain going out in the last 16, Germany, not making out their group, I mean, even some would say like Brazil, not getting past Belgium. I think a lot of people thought that was 50-50, but I certainly thought that Brazil were, were heavy favourites in that one, particularly just due to the, I don't know, I thought that Belgium might just be overawed and not be as cohesive as they as they were actually in, in that game, surprisingly enough. So I think there's been a lot of shocks and surprising. I mean, England getting to the semi-finals, I'm sure no one anticipated that. I think I had a DM today this morning but someone asked me about how, why some of the England players just hadn't risen that much. And in part, I think that's, because they haven't had as much MB as people have anticipated, especially with all the wins. But I don't know, maybe people are just scared and kind of pinching themselves that this isn't really happening. And maybe we're finally seeing some of those prices um, kind of rise due to the the returns that we're seeing. I think Harry Maguire's up, um, you know, 60, 70p uh, this whole month. Um, I think Jesse Lingard's done about 50p this month. Um, we've seen Trippier, yeah, fly up from about 110 to 165 now. I, I know, so, so maybe we are seeing a mixture of, of things like with those shocks and surprises, obviously, that, that does bode opportunities for, for both people that wanted those 
players for those big teams like Germany and Spain, but wanted them a bit cheaper. You've probably got those now. And for people who are looking to jump on those players who might not have been expected to be in the latter rounds of the World Cup, you, you could have jumped on those and maybe made yourself a bit of money. So hopefully the World Cup's been pr- fruitful for all of you. But uh, BL underline FI actually asked another question and he goes, Looking to next season, are there any particular players you want to see IPO'd who aren't available yet? And I think this is kind of your area of expertise, right? IPOs, researching players that m- might be coming in. Yeah, well, not so the ones that uh, might be coming in. I'm usually researching once they've been declared and I get to work kind of thing, and much to the annoyance of the wife because uh, she's kind of like, oh, you come to bed now, 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 I need to read this research, you know, and you're hammering away and trying to work out who's who. Um, but, yeah, I've got, I've got a few, I have got a few players that are coming up. There's um, uh, Eden and Torgan's younger brother over at Chelsea. Okay. I think he's gone out on loan. Killian Hazard, I think, you know, it'd be yeah. interesting to see what he does at IPO. Providing that they don't hype them too highly. Uh, I think Huddersfield have got a new lad, Juninho Bakuna, yeah, under 21 uh-huh. Dutch lad. Uh, Arsenal have uh, just, joined, uh, just signed Matteo Guendouzi, is it? Yeah, yeah, I was about to, yeah, so, to say him as well as an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Um, oh, you're an Arsenal fan, are you? That's yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever way you look at it. But I, I think I saw Chelsea get linked with, uh, and I know they do this a lot with these quite young starlets. So they got linked with a guy called Benkovic. I think he plays for Dinamo Zagreb. I'm not 100% sure. But I, I saw the link, and it was one of those where you, you get on Twitter, you refresh, and it was literally the first thing that popped up. And I was like, wow, I'm, I'm in for a winner here. I'll go over to FI, do the usual typey typey get on the player and you know have a look later in about an hour and he's probably going to be up 20p or whatever due to the Chelsea link but I just searched him and he wasn't there and it's quite disappointing because I think you need those kind of random transfer rumours when nothing's really going on on Football Index with MB I know Ronaldo's kind of dominating right now without the World Cup games on it might feel a bit not stagnant, but not as exciting. And that's probably because we've been spoiled with all this excitement uh, that the World Cup has bought and also that these big transfer rumours have bought. So I don't know, just a few there. I think there's going to be loads. I think some of the promoted players haven't been, um, or some of the promoted teams haven't been IPO'd properly, have they? No, I know they've, they've hammered the Wolves team. Anyone that's worth anything <laughs> yeah. from Wolves appears to be on there. Um, yeah, but I think Cardiff and Fulham, uh, I think you know, Fulham's obviously main. Everyone's kind of got their eyes on Sessignon, haven't they? Um, mm. But uh, yeah, there probably are some that are floating around from those teams and stuff. It's and that's what sometimes the forum's good for, you know, because you do get kind of like experts from these teams that are less kind of like less, you know, the lesser teams, if you like, uh, basically. And they're you know they're more than happy to kind of tell you all about them, you know. Um, I know quite, you know, don't know any Sheffield United fans in my area up in North Shropshire, you know, uh, but on the forum, there's one guy, he kind of, he's quite happily to tell you all about the ins and outs and stuff, you know, and I, I don't think you kind of like get that on Twitter anyway, uh, from what I've seen so far. So, you know, it's another yeah. plus of the forums really. Yeah, I have thought about doing kind of club-specific episodes if if I ever get that far down the line and I'm trying to find more content to do. Uh, another question that someone asked uh, on Twitter, it was from John Renwick. Renwick, sorry. Uh, and he asked, how would you improve the current IPO system? And I, I thought I saw you respond to him saying that you've got quite an interesting idea. So why don't you hit us with it? Yeah, I said, uh, well, it's not actually a great, it's not a brilliant idea, to be honest, but it is an idea. 
Uh, and I think it's uh, it's a tricky one because, you know, obviously from our FI's perspective, they want, when they launch an IPO, they want it to be volatile. They want it to be kind of up and down, up and down, manic, you know, crazy. So some of the ideas that people float out there, you know, which do it slower and kind of minimizing how many people can buy and all that kind of stuff, you know, I mm-hmm. think that probably wouldn't be in FI's interest, really. Uh, I, so I look at it from a different uh, perspective where a lot of people moan and quite probably quite rightly so that they they just don't even see the player because they don't know how to search for it and kind of it's mixed up within the squad area and the, the flash of green and you have to start searching so uh, i think that what they should do is create another tab or even get rid of that useless watch list tab <laughs> and <laughs> and replace that with and just call it ipo you know and basically you know that that player is popping in there don't hammer them one after the other two minutes and then basically leave it in there for five minutes. Once it's been in for five minutes, I mean, I'm no programmer. I don't know how difficult it is to do this, but once it's been in there five minutes, you know, you shift him over or even at midnight or whatever, you know, into the squad list. And I think then that there's only one area for people to look at, you know, they'll see it pop in utilizing whatever kind of method they, they, uh, they prefer. And I think that would basically make a lot of people happier. Whether it, you know, I mean, at the same time, you still got a thousands of people trying to buy something nice and cheap. I, I think my only my only concern on that side of things would be what you've just said. Actually, if everyone knows where to go, surely there's going to be far more room for these massive booms, and then again, massive falls, and then you're going to have more people. In fact probably not very happy that they've bought someone at one pound 50 and they've just plummeted down to 90p because if you're buying 100 at a time that i think a lot of people are or they're buying with the maximum amount of cash balance that they have because that's the easiest way to do it if you're buying 100 there that's 60 quid lost really easily like some people work a whole day for that wage so well, I, you're, like, you're right though but yeah. i think really when when you click on buy you still get these you still get the kind of the buy max bang sort of thing yeah 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 of course but i think i think the the one thing that not knowing where to look gets you is probably a slower rise than they should have right and a lot of people still say wow they're flying up but maybe that's just because there are so many people looking for these players i i quite like an idea that uh, football index rc floated around at, at maybe a year and a not even a year ago maybe just before ipos were about to start and he talked about blind bidding where uh, of of course it's blind no one knows what else people are bidding for these players but basically you you say that a player is ipoing and then everyone puts out a certain price for him says i'm willing to pay this price and whoever um has the highest price that they're willing to pay for that player gets the first hundred futures, and um, so so it would work in that way. Yeah, it, and the the problems I had at the first when I heard this was about issuance. Like, how can a player IPO at one pound thirty nine or whatever? But I guess that's not a problem to FI anymore. If James Milner came in at two pounds thirty or whatever, so uh, I, I guess that sort of system might might be okay. Basically, if a player is uh, I don't know what who IPO'd at a ridiculous price recently uh, or, or went up loads. But uh, you mentioned Paqueta. Uh, there was a lot of hype behind him and. Or, or, or Rodrigo, even better, right? So much hype behind him. Real Madrid were about to buy him, whatever. And he IPO'd at 60p. He went to, what, £2.50 or whatever? It was crazy. He went up so high. And then he fell down to, I think, the lows of 180. Basically, what I mean is, if a player is, say, IPOing, Football Index then ask, hey, what price would you maximum what's the maximum price that you would actually pay for this player? And if I said, mm, it would be probably about 160 I submit that. 160 it's kind of like a buy order but it's not really and if anyone bids 
higher than that then they're first in line for those futures uh and basically what it would be like is if i said 170 and no one else said higher than 170 i'd buy the first 100 futures for 170 and it would go down the list and say to the second the highest bid and say hey you can now buy 100 futures of 171 if you want and if they waiver that it goes to the next person next person next person obviously they'd have to limit the queue size it would be maybe the top 50 highest bidders but then it would be uh, left out to the market after that after that i'm not sure what you think of that yeah so what you're saying is but you're actually setting the price and agreeing to buy it at that price then yeah yeah pretty much yeah i don't know i think it could get messy um <laughs> yeah i think it's definitely definitely a more complex version isn't it but i i think the most important thing about this is that there isn't probably a right way to do it and whatever way you do it there's going to be some displeased parties right i mean the way the way it's working at the moment and i think it'll revert back now i think when i spoke to adam at one of the meetings uh i said could we basically see a return when things calm down and there's not so many players coming on a return back to the uh the friday Friday jobbies and he's yeah probably more than likely you know so uh sorry adam if you're listening and uh, you've changed your mind or can't remember saying that <laughs> yeah i'm sure he'll get a, a lot of uh, a lot of stick for that if it, doesn't, if it doesn't happen but um i'm pretty sure he said yeah it's a possibility that we could <laughs> see that right but uh, i think we'll move on to the next section or, or topic question this was from mike 778 from the forum and he actually asked you how you value players and I guess this is quite a good question for you because you're predicting kind of the price bracket of these IPOs players, what they what they kind of fly to. So why don't we go for first of all how you value these players, and then we can talk about player value in general from a, from a wider stance, just on football index. Yeah. Okay. So that's a it's a tricky question how I value it because and I I started doing it with some of the IPO previews as well, actually putting a, a my finger in the air and actually put my balls on the line and saying right, line and saying right, okay, I reckon this, this guy's going to be eighty five p. Or one by ten. I mean, of course, I'm not going to be right, you know, even half the time, really. But sometimes it's nice to be bang on. Um, but in general, um, it's yeah. I use you as I said before. You know, you score who scored com. Look at the team that they that's already on the system that they've got already, and you can do that now because pretty much 99 percent of the players are already on there. Um, and then you can kind of like see where they're at really, and have a look at how many goals they're scoring. How many crosses are they? What's their kind of like how many passes per game on average and all that kind of stuff. And then you can kind of pitch it where they're at. Then then you've got an idea of where they're at in comparison to their peers within their own team. And then you, then I start looking at where their team's at and obviously their, their kind of future involvement. So, for example, you know, it's, and now is a good time to do it because obviously the, all the leagues are all, all over the air and stuff and uh, who's actually playing in the Europa League and who's in the Champions League and kind of like, you know, um, have they got a new manager? Have they, got, have they just been bought by some Chinese billionaire? Um, you know, and basically yeah, other things, you know, set pieces and things like that. So, um, you know, and, and I think it's very, very difficult to try and, you know, obviously we can look at the top 100 or the squad list and try and try and, pick a price that's you know comparable to a similar player from another team kind of thing you can do that as well um but at the same time it's very very difficult to get it right not sure it, if that answers the yeah i i guess there's what you're trying to say is that there are so many variables it's hard to predict it bang on but i guess that with ipos i guess the only way you do it is comparable value right you look at players that are existing on the index and you say what is the demand for those players look at similar stats similar age bracket similar hype i think that's the most important bit i think a lot of people pointed to a lot of pointed 
people pointed to Justin Cliver and Sessegnon when looking at Rodrigo, right? Uh, and actually, the, the easiest comparison was Vinicius uh, Junior that's gone to Real Madrid or went last summer. That that was the direct comparison where everyone said, right, well, he's 270. They're the same age, same amount of hype, same kind of profile of player, same type of player, same link to the same club. So everyone was like, look, he's definitely going to that price. And it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy right when people start thinking in that herd mentality it it just ends up being that that player is pegged against that player but i think what we're starting to see a little bit more on a wider scale in football index is that some players are quite independent i think uh, football index lm uh, liam he, he posted some quite interesting stats about seasonal yields mbappe i think didn't rise at all in price and i think he only won one dividend uh, one performance buzz dividend and Leroy Sane didn't win I think did he win any dividends I'm not too sure but it, it was kind of saying how it, it was interesting that um, some players who had won more dividends than their counterparts had risen less than these players or, or actually fallen uh, and he was kind of saying that from the, from what I, what I gathered in terms of the data it was kind of that sometimes people don't appreciate the, the comparative value side of things maybe sometimes people are just saying look I think he's worth this and they're just quite happy to part their money in, in, into them but like, how do you value players on football index in general is it through comparative value or is it through anticipated yield rather um, well definitely comparative value to begin with um, and then you kind of get the idea of what, you know, because once, once you've bought a player and his price rises up to 1.50 or whatever, and you think that's about where he should at, then obviously, you know, his, his rise and fall from that particular point is generally driven by his performance, isn't it? You know, where he goes, or, or transfer activity kind of thing. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a case of comparative. Um, but as you say, there's, there's, everyone's got their different strategies. And so we can, we can give you, should we just pluck a player out of the air? Uh, yeah, yeah, go on. Like, yeah, why don't you pluck a player out of the air and, and who you'd compare him to? Okay, so who should we go with then? You, you pick, you pick one out. Oh, let's go for. Um, oh God, I got to be careful here, don't I? Otherwise, I'll get absolutely slaughtered. Ah, uh, right. Let's go for. Let's go for Dybala. Oof, Dybala. Right. Okay, that's a, that's a tricky one. So basically, so what you're asking me, what, where I think his his value should be. Yeah, so like, who 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 do you compare him to? If you were to buy him, what kind of things would you be looking at, and what kind of variables would you be assessing to help mould your decision whether or not to buy him? Or if you owned him, the, the same could be said. What would be going through your head? What variables would you be processing to make a decision, either keep or sell him? Okay, right. So first of all, take a take a snapshot or get, get an idea of the type of player that he is. He's uh, he's a cracking number ten. He gets on the ball an awful lot. He takes a lot. You know, he's uh, he, he shares his set piece with 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 um, Pjanic, doesn't he? At Juve, um, yeah. he obviously scores a lot more goals than Pjanic. Obviously, different positions as well. The ball being a forward and stuff like. So he's not he doesn't take every set piece going. Um, he's obviously at a high level Serie A side, and so. Um, you can forget about his World Cup involvement, um, <laughs> but if so, I'd look at you know number ten around there in comparison. I'd say Lorenzo Insigne really um, yeah. over at Napoli. Now I love Insigne, and I think he's absolutely shockingly cheap at the moment. Oh. Um, so that's that's quite brave, isn't it? Considering uh, on on the flip side, is 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 returns from last season. Well, I think he's just unlucky. You know, it's one oh, of those fair. when he when he when he scores, I think he's bringing home the bacon. That's my opinion. 
know, <laughs> but he's 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 such he's so low. I mean, what's the price? I think Dybala's probably about four and a half, five quid, is he? He's five fifty-ish, I think, and I think Lorenzo Sinier's a one two two seventieth, two seventieth. He's half the price, and uh, I don't know. I, I presume Dybala probably bagged up twice as many goals as. He- yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it might not even be about goals. I think Dybala probably bagged up more than two times the amount of dividends. Uh, so I, I guess from a dividend to pounds kind of ratio, then they're probably fair within each other if if you're comparing the two players, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but then then you look at different things. I mean, you got you could potentially. I mean, to take it a step further, you could say that Ronaldo's coming in, so he's going to be off all dead balls completely. Some yeah. of his people going to suffer. Uh, but let's let's say that Ronaldo isn't coming in. Uh, and you know, I, I'd, I'd still say that Insigne is unlucky. I mean, it's just the fact that he didn't get that many go- game-winning goals. Really, you could do the comparison with kind of like Pereo, you know, and uh, I mean his price rocketed, didn't it? You know, and a lot of yeah. people rightly say that kind of he was getting the penalties at the right time in the games, late penalties to win the games. He was still sticking them away, and that's what that's why his pl- price was inflated, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, compared to someone like Ava Benega, who you know, I mean, he's only about probably about one pound seventy, is he? And his, his I think he's probably about two two ish at the moment due to the maybe due to the Arsenal links. I'm not sure, but I'm sure some people are holding for PB either way. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's uh, so yeah. It's, I mean, he's he's probably about where is the ball? He's probably at five pound fifty. He's probably in the top ten, is he? Yeah, most expensive. So. Could you know comparative comparatively? I mean, the the players in front of him. I mean, you've got Ronaldo and Kane there, number nines, but obviously they're massively high profile. I, I think you could probably just com- com- like on a lower side. Yeah, you, you're looking at maybe um, the Fakirs, the Insigniers, and then upwards uh, similar types of players. Probably Messi, right? Uh, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the Barla is definitely. If you look at the players coming through, your Salas, uh, your Fekias, your kind of, you know, the um, your Griezmanns and stuff. They're, Mbappes, for example, once Messi and Ronaldo hang up their boots, these guys are going to be the ones vying for the golden boot, uh, the Ballon d'Or, aren't they? Yeah, for you sure. Know, so therefore, uh, yeah, and, and, and Neymar is just an enigma at the moment. I think he's had a crap World Cup, but what's his price at the moment? I'm just bringing up for the next... Yeah. 13, 13, 20 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he's, he's head and shoulders because he ticks every box, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got the the one name. The one name as well helps him out a lot. Um, <laughs> it really does. But with, with with that being said, like, do you how 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 heavy does age of a player weigh in on your decision to buy or sell a player? Because I, I think you've just mentioned there that once Messi, Ronaldo hang up their boots, does that ever play on your mind? And, and do you look at the Dybalas, the Griezmanns, the uh, you just mentioned Bappe, who else there? Fakirs, Salas. Do you, does that? kind of uh do you, do you reckon th- these guys are is that some of the reason that they're maybe slightly inflated is, is because there will be that big gap when Ronaldo and Messi retire first I'll answer your first question I don't go anywhere near Messi or Ronaldo I did early doors but you know they're so expensive kind of thing that you know to and you know the spread's not small is it you know so mm. and as a lot, a lot of people say especially Ronaldo he's only one injury away from uh from the next from, from being the next Latin really you know, hero to zero quite on the, um, on the last podcast, didn't we? That the risks of, yeah, the risks of getting involved. I think um, we kind of balanced it up with if you are looking at three years as the maximum that you can hold it. Ronaldo is probably going to play for another three years. It's a bit of a freak of nature, isn't he? But as you said, the risk is the risk is there, and you got to weigh up the risk and reward, don't you? 
Exactly. Yeah. You know, if, if it doesn't go right for him, you know, you could see him quite easily throwing his toys out of pram and going to LA and kind of doing that <laughs> sort of stuff, you know? Uh, and I, you know, it's one of them, UV quite defensive, aren't they? You know, so I don't know whether it's going to work out for him or not. You know, you don't know. And as you say, freak and nature, he probably will last for three years, but it depends how a risk averse you are really. And uh, <laughs> same thing with Messi really, isn't it? You know, he's, well, he's only 31, isn't he Messi? Yeah. He's yeah. 32 now. You so know, I think so. he's 31. I'm not too sure, but uh, uh, oh, I don't know. It's a tough one. It is a tough one because the, div- the the dividend returns from those guys are so good that it is tempting to to stay on them. But of course, having an exit plan is also just as important. You need to know what kind of plan are you going to sell at a certain price or is it a certain point in the season or a certain age whatever it is i think having an exit plan is is definitely important but i'll, I'll move on to the next one this was from a measure a measure from the forum sorry if i pronounced that wrong and he asked about picking pb players so maybe let's talk about some of the 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 variable I'll, I'll kind of name a few variables and, and on each one you can kind of give your opinion on how heavily it weighs on you picking people players so what, what about injury history right injury if you'd have asked me this six months ago i'd have been probably walking away from anyone with a bad injury history really but i think the if you like take a look at gareth bale one of our old boys at spurs that guy's <laughs> been you know the amount of injuries he's had at real you know and uh, you, you kind of wouldn't touch it with a barge pole but you look at his price you know, and uh, I mean, what was he? Five thirty-three. I presume he, he, that must that must have come down one hell of a lot, is it? What did yeah, he get? Yeah, he was, he was nearly eight quid at one point. Yeah, I just I thought that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was a massive spike, you know. But he's been floating around between three and six, you know, and uh, when you know because the massive links, he's still relatively young, I guess. He's what for twenty-eight now, is he? What is he? He's twenty-nine, going on twenty-nine. Going on. So. Yeah, I, th- I think he's living proof that if you're young enough, then and as with Neymar, really, you have a look at his injury. I, you would expected him to probably drop a quid or two when um, because he was even kind of like, you know, touch and go for the World Cup. Mm. Um, and it just didn't affect him. So as far as injuries are concerned, providing it's not kind of like, you know, life threatening or career ending, then that, that doesn't bother me. Conversely, what what about if a player hasn't had an injury for a while? I think ages ago on a, on a podcast with the Bundes PL, Abba Masrosh, the, the Bundesliga expert, we talked about how many miles on the clock Arturo Vidal had. And I don't know why we've just I've just I've just picked him, but we were talking about how many minutes he'd played every single season, and he's about thirty one now. But he's never been injured. That's the thing, right? So it's a bit bit kind of similar like Ronaldo, never been injured. Uh, seriously enough to, to to affect him how does that affect you do you think right one must be coming or you know what these guys are, are made of nails and i'm gonna probably invest because they're gonna play 30 odd games a season i'm an, I'm, an, I'm an optimist i'd agree with these guys <laughs> are made of nails you know frank lampard plays 70 games a season year in year out no problems <laughs> and stuff you know they were they are the uh, the bmw mercedes of the <laughs> of the football world yeah I, i'd say that's a positive I mean, as of anything, you know, you never know when someone's going to be um, only an injury away. There's an interesting uh, article I read about uh, a year ago on uh, why Spears bought Toby Alderweireld because mm-hmm. um, he, he, he didn't appear to be amazing at anything, but he was just, you know, fantastic at pretty much everything. And uh, one of them was, I think, some of the criteria they use when they're when they're scouting players is how many missed games on average over the, over a free se- uh, free season period. Yeah. 
So, and he ticked the boxes there and he was solid, you know, basically hardly missed a game and stuff. And as you just said, due an injury, blah, 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 this season just gone. He's had a bloody, had a couple and kind of was hardly played really, which is obviously shows that they're not always kind of, uh, you know, robust for life. A- a- age a- age is, is undefeated, isn't it? So uh, I-, I guess as players, players get on and you never know an injury can and fall out of nowhere. And I think that you're going to be unlucky if you have a player like a Vidal, like a Ronaldo, like a, even Zlatan before he gets in, got injured, but never gets injured. And then, and then like has a really bad injury and, and falls. So that's why I think the, the, the Zlatan one in particular is always kind of pointed back to and always earmarked because it was so surprising. We never, ever thought this kind of you know, six foot five uh, black belt in judo uh, or taekwondo, sorry, like core, stronger than like pretty much every player out there was going to get such a career threatening injury but it happens so I guess like you need sometimes luck to swing your way but the next variable is contract length that was quite an interesting one what do you think about that That, that's 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 really good because if you can spot a player that's coming well take Alexis Sanchez for example you know he's running his clock down um obviously then there's a bidding war for him and if they're high profile enough that's massive in terms of MB as well I got stung on Sanchez, by the way, so it's a sore, very sore subject <laughs> on that one. Uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to get on it, get in on this. And I, I think I reaped about seven or eight days um, dividends. And I thought, oh, he's seven quid now. I might sell him. And before I knew it, bang, oh, it went crashing <laughs> down. So, yeah, that was a sore subject, that one, where I lost out. But, uh, yeah, but someone put in a forum recently as well uh, where they basically listed about – I don't know where they got the info from, probably about 10 to 15 players that were coming um, to the end of their contract this summer. And yeah, that I think most of them, from memory, um, pretty much had a good uh, 15 to 20% rise in, in their price uh, as as the season ended kind of thing. Well, that's not too bad. I mean, for every one of those rises, you also have the, um, I think Jack Wilshere is an Arsenal fan. He went off to West Ham recently and I think he peaked at about, two quid was it at one point like he, he did peak quite high and now he's about one is it 130 140 i don't know if i'm mistaken but so, so it can go both ways i guess like if you're looking for a player that has run down his contract that is going to a bigger club that's probably going to increase his price for, for however long i don't know but if they're dropping down a, a step i guess from from arsenal to west ham that's not going to do any no any wonders for not only mb but again probably pb as you said you you, you quite rightly said earlier then that if you're at a team that doesn't win as often, your PB chances are somewhat limited. Yeah, yeah. although to be honest, uh, I think West Ham have got a decent manager in Noah Pellegrini. I think they might have a better season than what they've been having recently. Um, I'm not a big fan of Wilshire, to be honest, but uh, and he's he's injury prone, isn't he? So I think that he, he kind of like, you know, he's definitely one I wouldn't touch base, based on his injury because he's always out. Uh, maybe because you're a Spurs fan as well, and he's won a won a couple more trophies than you boys have in the last uh, twenty or so years. But sweaty if I went near that buy button <laughs> on Jack Wilshire. <laughs> right, next next variable is the goal ratio, and you you kind of you kind of wax really lyrical about defenders and, and their goal potential. So why don't you talk to me about f- first of all that that goal ratio, but also whether or not you see value in those defenders that can still return quite a quite a hefty amount, but without the same goals. What 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 makes one more attractive than the other, in your opinion? Generally, I mean, you look at this. If you look at Jao, was it Jao Cancelo? Mm-hmm. Where's he gone? Is he still? Where's he at the moment? Is he still at Inter? He's gone to Juventus. Okay, so they'll, they'll probably ask him not to go over the halfway line for the rest of his career. <laughs> but uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, Cancelo, he gets he, he gets forward really well. I mean, he's what's he can whip a mean ball in. I'm pretty sure he takes um he gets on the dead balls as well. Probably not not anymore now he's at UV, but um yeah, he's he's got a very, very similar to Mario Rui as well. Uh, very solid, um, gets forward a lot, uh, but doesn't score that many from memory. I think he chips in every now and again, but he's not he's not um prolific by any means. Um so it's one of those I think that yeah, he can pick up um, singles and double PBs, you know. Um, but as far as when it, when it comes down to the crunch and you've got a Saturday or Sunday and there's games galore going on, and the likelihood is that one defender from somewhere will score, then I think they're out of the race. But that's that's my opinion, which is why I'm pretty anal in terms of goals ratio for defenders. Uh, and you mentioned that you like looking at through like not only one season's worth of data because it might be you might be misconstrued, have one good season and then not really score again. Uh, how, how important do you think is that looking at longer than last season or longer than two seasons? How important is that? If they were the same team playing in the same role is very important because, you know, you kind of sometimes you get lucky, don't they? You get one one defender. Uh, who's, I'm trying to think. I've Probably I've got some, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone off the top of my head now uh, who basically went on a goal goal scoring spree. So you look at it and you think, wow, man. Probably, probably Nacho Monreal, right, from Arsenal? Yeah, I was thinking, he actually did come to my mind there, actually, Monreal. <laughs> wow, if you're looking in for one season, you think, oh, my good God, I need to buy everything I can afford on this guy. But then if you look at it, you think, well, that's just a freak season. You know, you look back over six or seven seasons and stuff, and how often is he scoring? Is it because he's been in a more advanced role? You have to try and work that one out. Or is it because, you know, he really is that good in front of goal? I think he's a great player, by the way. Yeah, he's decent. 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 decent I think. I think he's. Um. He even scored when quite a few. We went back to four at the back later on in the season. But I think that the 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 thing about that one is that it could go both ways, right? If he does score in the first five games of the season, he flies up, and suddenly people will say, "Well, actually, last season might be the beginning of his kind of goal scoring purple patch form, and we just need more data." So it can go both to uh, both ways, and it's it's a bit of a tricky one because what I think will happen, and a lot of people have talked about how I perhaps played down some PB players in a couple episodes ago. But what I think is that some of the players that have done well last season will replicate some scores and they'll probably do better and they'll fly up. There are going to be those. And there's going to be a lot of people saying, why have they fallen? Why have they fallen? They did really well last season, blah, blah, blah. But there are going to be some of those players that just don't bring home the bacon, to quote yourself, uh, often enough, or in those first 10, 15 games of the season. And then you can say, well, you know what? They didn't replicate last season's scores and I bought because of last season's scores, right? But that's what, you know, I think that's I think it's fair to go on those on that. You know, as long as, you know, you basically, you know, the reasons why you're buying. I think that's what a lot of people kind of don't. They're kind of buying for the sake of whatever because they need to buy somebody and that's the best thing. Really, I think you need to kind of have a good idea why you're buying someone and what you expect from them and kind of obviously have your exit plan and all that kind of stuff on these players, you know, which is often off overlooked, isn't it? Um, <laughs> definitely so, definitely so. Yeah. But, um, and Colorado, for example, he's cracking on for a bit old and stuff, but man, he's golden in terms of PB. I love that guy. He's uh, And I'm glad to see he's going up again because I thought if he was going to stick around at 120 by the start of the season, I was going to kind of start getting the old uh, checkbook out and buying a few, <laughs> but it's got a bit so expensive I, now. Yeah, yeah, I think... Um, that, that goal at the World Cup didn't help him as well if you were trying to get him on the cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one guy who's, who's absolutely golden that wasn't. This is quite a funny story on this one, really. And that's I've been waxing on about Yerry Mina for ages and ages and ages, yeah. right? 
ever since he IPO'd, I was doing his stats and stuff. I was like, oh my good God, this guy scores one in five. He scores one in five. He's just joined Barcelona. PK must be kind of getting on a bit now. This guy is golden, you know? So he didn't kind didn't kind of set the world alight, and he was obviously in the fringes and stuff at the uh, back end of the season. So then I realised he was playing against Japan in the first game of the World Cup. We've obviously got a tiny defence, and he's great from corners and all that sort of stuff. First game comes along, well, I got a few of him. First game comes along, he's on the bench. Oh, bloody <laughs> hell, this is great, this. So I thought, frigging hell, what am I going to do here? So I think I sold a couple of hundred of it, somewhere like that. And then um, next game, bang, scores. Next one, bang, scores again. So I'm waxing lyrical to me, mates. This Yerry Mina, he's the boy. Who's he up against next? Bloody England. Last minute of the game, I'm shaking my head. They're going, what's wrong with you? I said, they got a corner. I said, what's the first? I said, they got bloody Yerry Mina, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> and they only get the scores. He scores again. Like, uh, it was one of those, you know, torn in two kind of moments, you know? Yeah, it's one of those strange feelings when you own someone and they score against your team or something yeah. like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. such a weird feeling because you're like, you kind of just feel dead inside, don't you? <laughs> you yeah, don't well, know what to think. Um, when, I was, when I was nine, Maradona was my bloody hero and it was right at the time of the hand of God. That was, uh, oh, that was very surreal. Yeah. Conflicting so, feelings, isn't it? But um, Agatella, I'm going to ask you, after you talked about maybe your worst trade there with Alexis Sanchez, what's been your best? Mm. Best trade? Oh, uh, Lo Celso. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Um, basically, looked at everything. It ticked pretty much all the boxes kind of moving forward. Um, surprised he didn't get any minutes at the World Cup, but I think that's because the Argentinian manager's an idiot. Um, and basically, kind of like, you know, it was, uh, he even got to a stage where I got him at some decent IPO pricing, uh, kind of like 70s, 80s or something like that. And then, um, and basically bought, kind of like bought some more up the averages, but who cares on that? And then basically, um, he kind of like, kind of like when it's about 180 and then settled back down to 150 and stuff and and mm. i thought to myself kind of like you know should i be selling now and i thought no no believe in yourself why do you why you bought him in the first place you know i think he's a, a free pound player i've held on to him you know and he has he's just kind of like getting back up to that mark now um you know it's uh and and it all depends on kind of what he does at PSG, I suppose, moving forwards. If they play him a bit further upfield and he starts getting amongst the goals, we could see his price rise um, even more, which I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah. a, if you hold, you, you want your price to go up, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Los Celso was probably my happiest one, I think. Uh, Sanchez yeah. kicked me in his nuts, but uh, it's a different story. <laughs> right, moving <laughs> on uh, from those painful memories. Uh, what, what, what do yeah. you want improved from Football Index as a platform? I'd say uh, possibly just lack of communication when there's um, little glitches on the system. I think they can be a little bit quicker on that front. Um, but, you know, at the same time, kind of like, you know, they've, they've got a lot going on. Um, so I kind of like, you know, I'm not as um, critical as some are out there and stuff that when they're not hearing from things, you know, for example, like you know, there's a match day going on. I think the first day in the World Cup, wasn't it? And there was the actual live rankings weren't showing up. Mm. kind of like you know and i think really it's one of those things where kind of like you know as soon as as soon as that kind of happens a quick tweet out there on the ball we know there's a problem bump because no one likes to suffer in silence you see today that's the uh thing that has a bit of bit of improvement there to be had apart apart from that yeah. well, in, term, in terms of the fundamentals of the pro uh, of the product is there anything you want changed well you mean in terms of kind of things like uh share splits and all that kind of thing or um uh, maybe maybe not that but maybe like um features or like any well alteration yeah, an android up, but then, 
Yeah, I'm not going to moan about that kind of thing. If you do. <laughs> That'd be useful. Um, but um, I'm 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 kind of a content, easy, easy go really. Yeah, content with fantastic products. I don't think oh, fair enough. Fair enough. And if if something's not broken, then why kind of reinvent it or break? You know, try and kind of a you know fix it when it ain't broke. Really. I think that's the important thing, isn't it? From now on in, it's going to be slow iterations until you get to a product where more and more people are flooding in to, to, to use it. Um, but they've got the, the lucky thing is they've got the base kind of thing after PB uh, came in play. They've got that base core that, that they're going to build around. Searching by teams. I like that. To be, I like to see that. It's only because I'm under the weather, mate, and I've got blue man flu and stuff. I was my brain ain't working, but <laughs> yeah, as, as I'm sitting here now, things are flooding in. So yeah, so I think yeah, basically, search be able to search by team would be useful. Mm. Um, I use kind of like you know um, Noir Four X's data and Football Index Edge's you know data and stuff for kind of doing that kind of thing. Very useful. I'd like that to see on the front end. Well, um, I think I think age would be quite important since we've talked about age quite a lot. Age it's a search on age. Yeah, I think filtering in in general would be quite useful. Mm. To be fair. <laughs> but, yeah, um, would, yeah. but but anyway, I tell you, I think it's been uh, it's been great having you on, man. Uh, where where have can we covered everything? <laughs> I, th- I think we have. I think in in this. 50 or so minutes we've uh, been pretty pretty good pretty concise but i think more importantly you've been able to give some very good insights and very valuable insights into most importantly i think how to value players which is really hard and, and people find it hard to get to grips with what makes a player x price and what makes player y y price but where can people follow you on twitter and stuff like, oh, you mean my your Twitter handle? Sorry. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. I thought you, I thought you said that at the beginning. Really. Uh, Ag- Agatello not. FI. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I'm not the, I'm not the type to kind of go bragging about portfolio sizes and how much money I've made and all that kind of stuff. Like you know, so uh, yeah, I like to keep it kind of like low on that key and stuff. But I'm, you know, it's uh, I think I've got a couple of hundred followers. You know. Nice, uh, nice. Well, yeah. Do do follow him if you're particularly when those IPOs kind of start flooding in again. Might be might be some useful info there. Yeah, I mean, I did start it. I started off at previewing them on the um, forums and then basically d- then I started doing a tabular format on Twitter and kind of putting it on there as well. And that went down really well, to be honest. And I think, you know, it's kind of like the more followers you have and obviously kind of, you know, the, the more people will kind of find it interesting. But as you say, it all depends on kind of the frequency of the IPOs and stuff when they uh, when they fire back up again, really. So. Yeah, well, let's let's definitely keep an eye on that. But yeah, thanks so much for coming on, man. If you if you guys did enjoy that, please do subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, tell them that you know this makes my commute whiz by, even in this bloody heat. But uh, yeah, if you did... <laughs> and if you're looking for for you know some more tips, hints, and some tutorials, head over to the YouTube channel. Subscribe there as well. Like some videos. Watch some of them. They might help you out. But yeah, hope you guys enjoy your commute and uh, catch you next time.